from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. Hello. Wow. That was awesome. That was better than last time. I- <laughs> that was very good. Um... How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Good. Um, we were talking and I wanted to go back to talking about health. There's been enough events in our lives that I could tell stories all day about taking care of your health, but this mm-hmm. is all I talk about and I sound like a broken record. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. I'm going to spare you guys. But from those conversations, um, from the things that were happening to people we care about this week, um, looking at the picture with the way the kids are interacting with the parent and the parents are interacting with each other and it's starting to shed light on it's an issue that nobody talks about when Mm -hmm. we're talking about um i don't want to use the word decency how two people can lift each other up or tear each other down Mm -hmm. and based on that model um two people in a relationship if there's kids the kids see the parents tearing each other up or lifting lifting each other up and tearing each other down but when it's more tear down it becomes problematic because you're creating dysfunctional people, little people, because they're watching mom and dad, you know, trash each other. Of course. When is it a good time when you start sharing things outside of your immediate relationship Mm -hmm. with other people, whether it's immediate family, extended family, very close friends, best friends. There are, I look at, I look at relationships like an onion and we've talked about this. This analogy is Mm -hmm. that the core of the onion is the most precious relationship you have. And I'm not talking about your spiritual relationship. That's different. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm talking that you and your person are the core of that onion. Right. And all the layers above that represent the levels of life. Right. Right. It's your, your immediate family's in there. Your in-laws are in there. You know, every one of them's at a layer. So if you start at the outside and start whittling your way down, those, those layers represent the people that are supposed to protect and love you. Yes. And as you get thinner and thinner and thinner and that onion gets smaller because you're peeling off all those layers, Mm -hmm. you get down to the people that you depend on the most that protect you, love you, and take care of you. Exactly. Protection's a huge piece there. Yes. And when the two people at the center of that onion, I don't don't have a thing with onions. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) It's it's layered. That's that's where it came from. We're on an onion kick. Um, Onion diet. Onion relationship. onion everything. (laughs) Um, The whole model only works when the core is solid. Right. So if you've got somebody in the middle of your onion and they're not a team player and team player is they respect you. Everyone says they love you when you get married. Duh. There's there's nothing (laughs) radical about the day you get married. We're so happy for you. The hard work comes in. It's not about love 20 years later. Of course, you're going to love somebody. I mean, even arranged marriages, I think you can end up loving somebody after, after a lifetime together. Oh, yeah. And respect doesn't mean anything if the person given the respect doesn't have any quality. Mm -hmm. All right. So they're a bad person. But when you don't have the ability to enrich somebody's life, okay? Uh-huh. Um, so the two people are together. If one of them is tearing down or not enriching or not supporting, great, you love them. Do you still like them? Right. You know, so all these things and all these behaviors. And if you're a uh, Christian faith, you, know, I mean, you understand God's position on the Bible mm-hmm. and, or on the marriage. And you understand that those interactions and what the male responsibility is, and the female responsibility is, uh, there's defined roles that are basically very loose guidelines at the beginning because later things change. Oh, Tol- yes. Tolerances, 
um, exceptions. <laughs> um, tolerances. So tolerance is huge because if you think you're kind of in a relationship with the same person after 20 years, not even close. Right. A decade later, it's a different person. Yeah. I think the seven year itch is based on in seven years, you turn into an a-hole. So <laughs> it's not that the other person's drifting. It's that you turned into a D-bag. So the seven year itch, it's the seven year D is what that is. Um, but when you see people operating in a relationship and they don't love and nurture each other, mm-hmm. and we've seen this in our family and our friends, yes. what happens when person A goes to their immediate family to talk about their problems before they go talk to their partner? Oh, it's, it doesn't end well ever. Well, now you've just expanded your small inner onion circle to three people. Exactly. And one, there isn't room for three. Right. Um, and when you start developing a confidence with someone that's not your person, mm-hmm. you break that bond and you've kind of diluted the trust and the, uh, the connectivity. Exactly. You're married. Great. You say you love each other. Awesome. And if you, if you like each other, it's a win. But when you have problems and you go to start working out your problems, you have to be able to keep that inward. Right. So what kind of boundaries or do you have, um, where have you seen this kind of fall apart with other couples? So what are some of the key indicators that you've seen that, um, Hey, that, that shouldn't happen. Exactly. Well, a lot of it is that friends bringing in, you know, disagreements that they've had with their spouses and it's the backstory of why there is an issue now is so big that I think it almost, it reveals so much about their relationship that their spouse may not have wanted to share too, that you almost feel like you're breaking. So if it's a girlfriend coming to me that I'm breaking her husband's trust by listening to the conversation and it's like they're vulnerable things that we're talking about exactly and i take a huge issue with you said it perfectly if somebody comes and says you know i did i had a disagreement with my husband and you know this is kind of the way we worked it out you know have you and brian ever had this if he knew there was an issue and they worked it through and they asked and just to say you know this is what i did what would you do in my situation you could either say, you know, that's not something I'm comfortable discussing with, or I'm glad you talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. But what bothers me is I'm going to say this to him. I'm going to say that. This is what I'm thinking. And it's like, ooh, did you did you take that to him? Yeah. So you, uh, the difference is seeking counsel after the fact. This is how we put the fire out. Yep. What would you guys have done? Exactly. As opposed to, here's my script. This is what I'm going to tell him or her that the way it's going to be. Exactly. And it's especially when it's just one of one person. So it's the man or woman coming and talking where it's if you and I had a disagreement and we told another couple about it, it's us. It's not us lathering each other up or putting our own spin on it. We would be like, hey, we had a disagreement. This is the way we talked it through. What do you guys think? Having counsel in that regard is wise. Definitely. And actually in... The, the way our upbringings was and our faith is that you're supposed to seek the counsel of wide and God, godly people. Exactly. Um, that's a win. Mm-hmm. But if you're just airing out your um, relationship drama, mm-hmm. you weaken your position. We did a show, I don't remember if it was the last one or the one before, where we talked about honor and integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, honor in your marriage is, it's a righteous thing. Yes. So if you, we'll go through, I guess, some scenarios and then we'll kind of wrap it or come back full circle with this thing and where we where I was going with it. Mm-hmm. When you get married, as soon as you start diluting, we had friends that always used to throw the word divorce out there. Yeah. I, okay. Oh. I mean, it was, it was a threatening word. Um, just like, you keep it up and we're going to get divorced. And they weren't joking. Right. All right. So the more that came out, the more callous the other person gets. You take that core 
there's two people that became one and you actually start drawing a line between the two of them. Right. It's a very divisible, clear line of control. Usually mm -hmm. when you see this kind of thing, one or the other is working in a power or position of authority. And what you're supposed to do is that you're equals in the relationship. Correct. It's meant to enrich each other. Correct. Okay. So one, the biggest problem most people have is that they're selfish AF. Mm-hmm. It's what are you doing for? I got married so that I'd never have to make dinners again. Exactly. We've all got that twisted. I, I <laughs> that might be true for you. <laughs> I, I love it when you cook, but <laughs> that's a benefit, uh, but it's not an expectation. Of course. And um, it, it starts small. It starts with things that you shouldn't be saying to other people. Oh, my, my wife's such an a-hole. I can't believe that biatch. You know what yes. she said to me today? For a guy to say that to another guy, you're diluting your relationship with your spouse. Yes. You can't do it. It's unacceptable. I've heard it. I've entertained mm -hmm. it. I've never, I've never been like, yeah, you know, and she deserves it. I've never engaged in a conversation with another guy about his spouse like that. It's always put me on my heels. Oh um, yeah. I don't have conversations with females about the relationships regardless. That, oh, no, no. That's an out of bounds. No, that's a completely, um, there's no exception there. I, well, you think I can share my why? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I was married to a knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> that created an emotional relationship with somebody else because they, she was salty about our relationship. Mm -hmm. And once you start opening that door, vending to a same sex is one thing. Vending to the opposite sex about your person is going to get you just an emotional trouble. There, there's no, you're opening the doorway to the most important thing. Oh, yeah. I, it's like, if do you understand the intention of the other person is never going to be that you should go and save your marriage, the intention of that other person may very well be, you know what, I've wanted you for myself, and now you've let me in. You've opened the door. So now I'm going to yeah. paint I'm gonna paint your husband Super. as a big a-hole. Dude, so yeah, that's problematic, and that's a major key, because mm -hmm. guys and girls think we can be friends. You can't, all right, because you're, you're predispositioned to bond with people. Absolutely. And if you empathize and sympathize with someone, it's the fast track to bonding with people. Yes. So you can't share out the emotional stuff. If you stubbed your foot or tripped on a run, tell another the opposite sex. Who cares? Oh, totally. There's nothing emotional about no. that. Did you see my PR today? Oh my gosh, you're so hot. You know, that's that's not the way that stuff breaks down. Um, so, so hot. <laughs> I've never seen anyone deadlift like you. Um, but when, So one, don't tear your person down behind their back. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how small. I mean, even rolling your eyes. It starts with rolling your eyes. Oh, yes. So Every you, time. You, go to a, you get off the phone with your, your person, you hang up, you roll your eyes, you sigh, you make a snick, and you're like, oh, I'm telling you. That starts, the, yes. that starts the process. Yep. The next piece is that you get more vocal and you use more words. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, you're building an intolerance for that person mm -hmm. because what, what, the, what you say is what your mind will believe. Yep. So. Yeah, and I was going to say, and unfortunately, no, not at all. Unfortunately, there are more haters out there to lather you up and be like, yeah, yeah, you tell them. That's right. Oh, yeah, what a jerk. Versus somebody saying, are you sure you're not overreacting just a bit? That's the seeking wise counsel piece. Mm -hmm. it, let, wise being let, the let's say, <laughs> let, let's say for some reason you do need to go talk to someone about mm -hmm. something significant in your relationship. If it's not someone of godly principle or someone that you know is going to know the boundaries. Oh, yeah. That person is meant to hear you and, and let you brainstorm out a solution. Yes. That's what a friend does. Yes. You know, unless there's the threat of physical harm. Of course. You know, that's different. That's completely different. We're talking about if someone comes up and like, I just don't know how to deal with his... He never puts his laundry away. You know, he never <laughs> makes his side of the bed. You know, those things, 
hey, if you're the person, if uh, listening, if you're the person, you're the confidant for your friend that yeah. keeps saying these things, what you're supposed to say is maybe you should find a nice setting to talk to him about it. Yes. You know, maybe have you guys talked about it? Oh, I can't talk about it. He's too busy. He's too busy and he's always stressed out and he's always working. And right. I, this is my place and I know this is just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's that's lame. You know, <laughs> take a minute. Take a minute to pull them aside. Go out to dinner and just say, hey, this I've got something on my mind that's been bothering me a little bit. And I just, mm-hmm. I want to get your opinion on how we can kind of work through it. Yes, it really isn't that hard. It's not that hard. And when you master this early, early. Your, your relationship will be solid. Now, we've been married for, Almost. don't tell me. Oh, uh, oh! I can't wait. Uh, four, so fifteen years. Yeah, we're coming up on fifteen. We're coming up there. I didn't know how to have a relationship, a healthy relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. and for some wacky reason, we figured out the right path and the right way to communicate. There's certain boundaries and guidelines that you put in place right away when the expectations are still moldable. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you go down the road and you've started corrupting those boundaries, um, it's very difficult to get out of them, yes. and you will only see that person with angst or anxiety. Absolutely. Um, you almost have to go to a, a couple's retreat to mm-hmm. undo some of the, um, the the walls that have been put up. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to try to keep circling back because this is an easy topic to drift on. So one, we talked about the layers of an onion. Mm-hmm. We talked about all the people in your life, your job, your school, uh, your your friends, your, your spouse's friends. They all represent the layers. The closer those layers get down into the core, they start to influence you more and more. Mm-hmm. So the people that are closest to you, when their world starts to get rocked, relationships, health, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, as the people get closer to the core, they start having life difficulties and challenges. You're going to get sucked into more and more and more. Of course. The trick is you can't go stepping out with two hands and two feet, step out of your core and go help them. Right. This is the other piece of this. You cannot abandon the integrity of your own relationship for the sake of somebody else's. No. So, um, I'm gonna use a really bad example. Let's say a sibling, Mm -hmm. sibling is married. Marriage is falling apart for one person to abandon their own relationship to support and care for this, the sibling that might be struggling a whole bunch. Right. And it's, of course you love your sibling. You're going to encourage and support the best you can, Mm -hmm. but it's easy in that point to put your spouse or your person second. Absolutely. And the two all of a sudden elevate the status of somebody else to number one. Exactly. This is another piece is that you, the two people should always be number one in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. It can't be the job. The job no. is a layer. The job can't come in the center. Exactly. And I'm saying this now and I'm looking at you and I'm like, dude, our job is, our gym is in the center. It's, the gym is in the middle of our takes, freaking core. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes over a lot. But I think the important thing is, is that you can, if you care enough and you like and love your person enough, you should always see when you when something starts to get in the way and you should always be able to pull each other back from it. So for like us, it's like, yeah, this, you know, it's, it's been a little bit rough business wise for us just emotionally. And, um, we can find ourselves talking about it a lot, but it's like, okay, recognize it. And then remember, you know, you had said earlier, it's like, let's, let's grab a cup of coffee before we go on about our day and let's not talk business. So it's, it's hard. You know, we're surrounded by people that we are emotionally attached to that are going through some really, really crappy things in life. Yeah. They won't, we are great in that we won't let them take over. They're still us. And you have to make sure that there is always you and your person. Well, let me throw another contentious piece in there. Mm-hmm. Your kids. Yeah. 
We don't have kids, but I'll be damned if my dog is going to get between you and me. Oh, it's... That was supposed to be funny. <laughs> but to, where the the role of a breeder, I'm going to call you parents breeders, mm-hmm. um, the kids are not meant to be a replacement for the spouse. Right. When you do that, it becomes a sperm donor mm-hmm. and not dad, not mm-hmm. husband. And I came from an occupation before we went into fitness where I was, it was all business. It right. was all business all the time. And I allowed that to influence my personal relationship. So you saw mm-hmm. me dealing with stress and struggle. Yep. Um, and it affected me. If we'd have had kids, it might have been terminal. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because if you had the opportunity to say, look, my husband's a tool right now. He's always drinking. He's always mm-hmm. stressed out. You know, he's always angry. I mean, we drive home. We commuted together. And mm-hmm. the drive home was nothing but a freaking bitch fest for right. freaking 45 minutes about how much I hated my freaking job. Right. Um, but if there's kids in the mix, the spouse the one that's not upset at life is going to start pouring more time and attention into the kids to get away from the other person. Exactly. And now the kids become the center. Exactly. And when the kids are the focus, guess what? You just replaced your circle, your inner circle with something else. Kids are a layer. They're not the center. Exactly. There's only two in the middle. There's only room for two. Yes. If you squeeze in anything else, your hobbies, your job, your kids, your fitness, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever, go-kart racing exactly but we've got we have a very very tiny circle of friends who are married with children and are doing it right here's the funny thing those people are on our most inner layers yes they manage their relationships with their kids separate just like you said and it's funny it's amazing and we're we're close to those kids yes and how it's kind of turned into it's like they've set boundaries the kids know what the boundaries are the parents recognize the boundaries they check. The kids are always trying to break in. Yes. The parents are always pushing them out. Yes. Um, well, we, I would, I don't, I'd try to do everything by name, but there's two couples in particular that are amazing parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have amazing relationships with their kids. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if you know me and I don't have a good relationship with your kid, it's probably because they're a-holes and you <laughs> didn't, you didn't create boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's not that I'm against kids. Ten followers down. I'm against the way you raise your kids. No, that's not true either. Um, it's it's f- for us. I think that it's not so much. I'm going to speak for both of us. It is not so much that we don't like your children. It's that we have been around families who let their children in on conversations and decisions that a child is not mature enough to handle. And the kids that we are very close with are the parents who have said since they were little, and we've been a part of their lives, this is an adult conversation. Go find something to do. Leave the room. No, you're not going to this place with us. You're not having dinner with us. This is an adult night. Boundaries, man. It's the parents who are setting the boundaries. And then the cool part is, is... I don't always think that we as adults have to have adult conversations, but it's just alone time. It's just that time. But then the coolest thing is, is by establishing, you know, you and your spouse have a relationship and you want a, you know, a close friendship with two other adults. And then every once in a while, your kids are a part of it. Just to be clear, we're not talking swingers. Ooh, gosh, okay, no. I just want to make sure. Ooh. Somebody out there is like, wait, would you? Ooh. <laughs> I. No, no, no white stones on my front porch. Um, let's go on record. <laughs> Ew, that's my official stance on well, that. Somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, I see." And without judgment in my heart, 
you people need to stop this nonsense. <laughs> Swang. <laughs> um, but it's like if you're hanging. So if we were we were on somebody's deck and it was, you know, us and our, our friends who are not swingers with. And, you know, their kids came out and it was like, hey, what are you guys talking about? It's like, hey, jump in. How was your day? What's going on? You can still learn some stuff from kids, but just set those boundaries. The, Don't let them into your, they shouldn't your be the same layer in the onion. No. They're kids. They're a layer. They're not the center. Yes. The middle of an onion is like a knot, yes. right? What do you call that? It's not the pit. It's the is center. Is it the eye or something? Is that the piece that ends up in the martinis? <laughs> it's a piece that ends up in your martinis. <laughs> um, I'm going to call it the eye of the onion. Okay. The onion's eye. I think I made that up. I like it. And let's... All right, so let's go ahead and recap real quick. Um, you and your significant other are an indivisible pair. All right, so you come with a boundary and you have to set that chain around the two of you so that you are protected from all sides all the time. If you take any of your inner circle business outside of the circle, you're inviting somebody else and their opinion into your world. And this isn't the same as seeking counsel. If you guys have a struggle and you go somewhere together for counsel, that's ideal. That's the best because you two yep. are going to have the same terms. You can both both voice your concerns in your own way, and you might even be able to overcome a perception issue. Most problems are perception issues. Yes. Um, well, it's it's perception issues or it's selfish issues. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at your layer, you're going to have these people in your life that are the most important to working your way out to just kind of like B level, C level friends. Mm -hmm. As you get closer to the circle, the closer the influence and the more you hang out with somebody, the more they influence your decisions and your, they kind of guide your path, the more it's going to hurt when they have problems. Of course. Okay, so your immediate family, your very closest friends, mm -hmm. everyone that matters. When you are engaging in conversation, you want to keep it to the same sex if you do need counsel somewhere else. Yes. It's, it's, it's stupid dangerous. I'm telling you, I'm telling you from someone that's lived it, mm -hmm. don't confide your personal stuff. It doesn't matter how long you've been friends. No. It doesn't matter if you've been friends before you got married or no. before you committed to that relationship. It is an off limits thing when you get married. Yes. It's done. You need to talk to the opposite sex, go talk to a priest. You exactly. Know, go find somebody else. Yes. Um, your kids should not be in the inner circle with you. Mm -hmm. Your kids are a layer. They're not the center. Mm -hmm. Now, the other things that are just kind of... of if you can develop a common vocabulary, and this is something that we established very quickly and um, we've been able to stick to it, certain words are always out of bounds. Yep. Okay. We stay away from words that um, are, uh, what's the word? Generalized. Mm -hmm. Don't say always. Don't say never. Mm -hmm. Don't I, Those words light me up because they, they make don't. it sound like there's no options. There's no way out. I know. Once you've been, once you've been flagged or categorized with an always or never, it's very difficult to break that mold because now that's what the other person is saying they believe about you. Yep. You never do this. That's hurtful. Don't mm -hmm. use that word. Okay. Um, start every conversation with, um, I love you and I have something that I need to, to share mm -hmm. and I don't know how to do it because it, it's making me uncomfortable. I'm a little bit, what's the word? So if we ever had issues like, Hey, this is weighing on my heart and I need to be able to vocalize this. Please don't watch my face. Cause if I make a funny face while I'm doing it, I don't want that to play into right. what I'm saying vocabulary and tonality play into everything you do and say mm -hmm. and a facial expression at the wrong time when you're trying to share a pain point can ruin it definitely it's a time to be vulnerable and, and raw mm -hmm. yeah um we do check-ins so every once in a while we'll pop our heads up out of the sand and we're just <laughs> like hey are we still cool um you've got to run down through a checklist of is there anything that i've been doing right mm -hmm. the, or anything i've been doing wrong i was like i'm never doing anything horrible. right um Anything I'm doing wrong, are we spending enough time together? Mm -hmm. Is there is there anything I'm doing around the house where I've dropped my end of the ball and you're mm -hmm. picking up my slack? Um, those kind of common conversations, even if there is something, 
now you brought it up and you can fix it. Yes. Uh, the, the trick is to not let things get redlined. Exactly. Don't fester. Don't let them fester. Who do we know that kept score? Who, a lot of people. So how's this for Baghdad? We know someone that kept a written journal of the other person's wrongs and it was years later they dropped it. Yeah. And then we know somebody else. Listen to this. I'm airing all everyone's garbage. This is what I said not to do. Exactly. They kept a note in their phone in case they forgot why they were ticked off so that they stayed ticked off. Exactly. Because in case you forgot. In case you forgot. <laughs> it's, that is one of the funniest. But that person. You can't win. That person also laughed through that entire conversation and I guarantee you has shared it with multiple people. It was still on the phone. They think it's really funny. Oh my God. It, it made my butt pucker. <laughs> um, so have a common dialogue. Check in often. Mm-hmm. Um, protect yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do things like date nights. It seems like that's pretty common now. People are pretty... I see more on social media about people taking time for a date night than I ever have. So yeah, people, I'm so glad. People recognize that the alone time is important. You got to build in the intimacy. Yep. If you have to schedule it. Schedule it. Schedule it, okay? If you're waiting for spontaneity, hey, as you get older in life, spontaneity kind of, unfortunately, it, it goes away. The more focused and driven... The less room there is for spontaneity. It absolutely does. And it sucks. Right. But schedule that, mother. Exactly. Do the deed. Otherwise, you're just roommates. Yep. Don't be roommates. Don't be roommates. And you've got to check in often enough to say, hey, look, it's like I'm living with somebody from college. You know, what? you always want to be looking at what makes your relationship special over sharing a room with somebody. Exactly. So take the time to um, be naked. I guess that's... (laughs) (laughs) Trying to come up with a cleverer word, but... Spend time getting naked. Exactly. Um, what are the big tidbits? Um, it's just don't don't air out laundry that if your person wasn't sitting there with you, you wouldn't say. So just be very mindful that some t- if you are sharing information with your closest layer, not your spouse, but the next layer out, it is more than likely that you have taken years to develop a friendship and you trust them enough that you know it wouldn't go anywhere. Still be mindful Mm. because it's just hurtful to kind of talk about your person behind their back in an ugly way that you've never addressed with them. But by all means, do not go on a group chat, a group text, a group phone call, anything like that where you are trashing the person that you say you love because the amount of hurt that will come from it, I imagine is pretty rotten. I don't know, thank God, because we don't do it. It We've seen it, which is why we're, we're yes. talking about it. We're, being, we're trying to be coy with giving away any info. But when you do that, people are so scummy that when you share strife in your life, people get off on it. I don't care if they are your best friends. People right. are like, because we're always in a state of compare. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, I'm better than them. Yes. I'm in a better position than their it's marriage. Like, <laughs> My marriage is better than their marriage. Right. But once you do that, it creates an energy and a negativity that mm-hmm. st- Dicks there because now that person's going to look at the other person's spouse yep. funny. Exactly. And, and the worst is they won't, they won't know that you told the person. So you could be, let's say it was complaining about, I don't know. We'll, we'll say the way you sit. I don't have a problem with the way you sit, by the way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you see the way you sit. <laughs> Mansplaining. And then exactly. And then every time you go, you know, let's say you lean back and you do something funny and they're like, oh, that must be what she means by the way he sits. But they never noticed it before, and it's not their place. That's very minor and stupid, but you can see how if you just share these little things, it starts. Or if I was like, you know, every single morning, Brian's got a booger hanging out of his nose, which you don't. 
But if why'd you bring that up? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because we were talking about <laughs> tell people if they have a booger on one of the shows. But like, if I said that, does it actually does it negatively negatively affect you? No. But why would you share that detail? Because then is somebody going to always look and be like, oh, I <laughs> wonder if he has something hanging out of his nose. It's stupid and mm-hmm. it's immature. So we brought this whole thing up because we've seen people and we put our whole Sweeney lesson, which wasn't even asked for. So this was free. <laughs> you know, you're welcome. Um, free counseling from a divorcee. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but we know, we know some people that, and we've seen on the sidelines watching how the other person was dishonored or disrespected just mm-hmm. because of what they were sharing, what they said, their body language. And when you do that, you become toxic and no one wants to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. When you do that and you tear down your other person, the sanctity of a marriage as you get older, and you couldn't have told me this when I was younger, even when we got married, right? Um, which I was older. I was 30 mm-hmm. when we got married. If you'd have told me then the richness that develops by spending time and being a selfless person right. is where you grow. If you are selfish over time, you can subtract every year that you're selfish for two years that you're selfless. Mm-hmm. No, what am I saying? Yeah, you lose yeah. two years of selfish for one year of selfless. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you will not have a rich and rewarding relationship if you are a what about me type of person. Mm-hmm. I don't care if your relationship is that you work and that they stay home and take care of the house. It doesn't matter if one of you is like, I'll bring no. in the money, you take care of the chores. No. You've positioned yourself. They're, you're both at a level where if you don't respect each other together, nobody else needs to see you doing it, but each other needs to see it. Yep. Um, don't tear each other down. Uh, each other has to be first in each other's lives. Keep mm-hmm. everybody else out. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, I keep saying don't. What do you do? Always uplift. Yes. Always talk about your person in a positive light. Yep. All the good things they do. Exactly. And if there's a conversation that you're a part of, you know, don't just, don't. A lot of negativity. Bring, bring up the positive things. So if somebody's like, oh, I hate it when my husband, I hate it when my boyfriend, I hate it when my girlfriend, you're like, yeah, I hate it too. If they don't really do it, don't add to the conversation, but instead say, have you told them about it? You know, what's great about them? And it sounds kind of corny, but I think that we could change a lot of relationships for the better if you, if you interjected some positivity into the conversations that do happen. You don't, you don't have to be a negative Nellie and, and invent things like, if somebody says to me, you know, oh man, don't you hate it if, you know, Brian says this all the time? I'm like, well, he doesn't. I'm not going to make it up just to be a part of the conversation. I'll be like, mm, I don't actually know what you're talking about. He says this. The more positivity you say about yourself, there's another thing. Maybe you're just a negative person mm-hmm. and you like to tear everything down. Mm-hmm. But the more positivity you say about yourself and the more positivity you say about your person, nothing in the world has changed but your perception. Yep. Everything's the same. We all think that the world's so modern, so new. It's here long after we're gone. It was here long before we exactly. got here. Nothing's new. You just have new paint. You've got mm-hmm. a new car. You got some new clothes. But there's nothing special except for the small moments that you have. Exactly. And if you can be positive and find something every day to um, uplift your person, mm-hmm. uplift yourself, mm-hmm. your relationship will become selfless. Yes. But you keep letting negativity come in and being funky. And it will and tear. sharing it. And mm-hmm. th- the worst part is I don't I don't agree with divorce. I am divorced, but I don't think that's a that's a real way out. I think it's a terrible way to go mm-hmm. because you lose a piece of yourself um, mm-hmm. and you become calloused. Of course, and it's very difficult for that callous to come off later when there's someone that truly wants the full you. Yes, but if if you're a disgusting person mm-hmm. and you're being disgusting to another human, 
maybe it's time to look at something else. I yes. mean, that or definitely go for some help. But I don't understand the people that be, they, staying together because, oh, I promise God. You also promise God you love and respect each other. So you've yes. already blown the promise. So don't, what's, what's going one more thing? Just get out of each other's lives and stop hating on each other. Mm-hmm. But um, God wants you to stay together, but you were also supposed to love, respect, honor. There's honor, a whole, right. everyone's willing to wipe off the top 10. Right. You're like, well, I'm stuck with this guy. Oh, no, you've already blown every other promise you made God. What's, what the heck is one more? You think he cares about that one? Right. Just go. Um, cool. So this is some just insight on how we interact with people and each other. And I think there's a whole lot of love in the world that um, we could use a whole lot more. Yes. And if you are in somebody's inner circle, if you're a person of influence in another couple's life, yeah. let's say we're not even talking to the people at the center of the onion. What do you call it? The eye. The eye. You're a mm-hmm. layer or two out from somebody's eye. Mm-hmm. This is a weird transcript. Um, <laughs> what you do and say is going to influence those people that look up to you or depend on you. Mm-hmm. So even how you conduct your marriage is going to affect somebody that you wouldn't think it would affect. Exactly. Because everyone watches and negativity is contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully you can apply some of this. And it can start right now. It can start with just, there's another one, hold hands. Yeah. Hold hands. It feels weird if I don't hold your hand. People don't hold hands anymore. <laughs> I see I see couples that they don't they don't kiss goodbye, they don't say I love you when you guys leave, oh, and they don't hold hands. Tough. Keep it it should be kid like. It should be that kind of just really innocent type of affection you have for each other. Yeah, it was funny. I have a quick story about holding hands. So you and I were um, shopping one day and one of my old co coworkers, the next day we I was in a staff meeting and she said to everybody, she said, Oh my gosh. You should have seen Jen and her boyfriend holding hands. Mm-hmm. And I started hysterically laughing. And everybody's like, What are you talking about, our boyfriend? And she was like, Oh my gosh. She said, I forgot you were married. And I said, At that time, I was probably, we were probably married 10 years. And she said, I forgot that you were married to him because you guys were out in public holding hands. And she said, Married couples don't do that. That's terrible. Yeah. It- it's got to be different. Hands. The relationship's got to be different than everybody your else. Hand. It's fun. I have rough course hands. That's okay. Okay. Um, all right, sweet. Any other last minute pearls of wisdom? No, just uh, eyes just, of onion of wisdom. Exactly. No, just just be mindful of what you're saying to who you're saying it to. Your words can cut or they can uh, they can flourish. Exactly. Sweet. All right, all right, y'all. All right, peace out. Later. All right, be true. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.